Hi there, I'm Deb Crow, and I want to welcome you to season four of Imperfect, the heart-centered leadership podcast. This is a podcast where we connect, learn, and laugh together with authentic and courageous leaders from all over the globe. You will learn from leaders you haven't even met yet. You will gain new tools to add to your leadership toolkit because leadership belongs to all of us. It is not measured by stature or title. So please pull up a chair and listen in. This is the Imperfect Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. Well, welcome to the February 2024 solo podcast. This is an opportunity where I get to just touch base and and talk to you about what I'm seeing on a global level with clients, what I've been up to, and just a general check-in with my listenership that I value so greatly. And we continue to be in 65 countries. I'm often asked, what is the demographic and the age group of our listenership? And this is really interesting because we keep it We keep tabs on our analytics and our metrics for the podcast solely for the purpose of interest to see where we're reaching. And it's it's mesmerizing. So our age group is from early 20s to mid to late 70s. I'm going to say that again because it blows my mind. Early to mid 20s to mid to late 70s. And it just leads me into a a conversation that I want to have today that there are so many modern elders. It is our largest global population. It was the baby boomers. And now look at where we are. It's like the, it's like the funnel change from this to this in an instant. And the age of people 45 and older is the general largest population across the globe. And and I'm seeing kind of two two points to this. We're seeing, you know, Freedom 55, which was this great, brilliant marketing strategy for many different sectors. And then we have, you know, the sacred age of 65 when people are supposed to be retiring. And that's a big shift now. And if you think back to the episode, which we'll put below in the episode description, when I interviewed Chip Conley, he has just taken ageism to the stratosphere. He coined the term modern elder. I talked about it in my book, The Heart-Centered Leadership Playbook. He's just come out with a new book uh, all about loving mid, mid-age, and I've just ordered it. I, I'm going to take it on my holiday later this month in February and read it. And he's releasing the doom and gloom of getting to middle age. And instead of it being a crisis, what if we looked at it as an opportunity to do something new? So, Again, I'll talk more on on the March podcast about the book, but I love the term modern elder. I love that employers are seeking people of an older age who may not have a university degree, but have decades and decades of experience and wisdom that they can bring. 
And they're not necessarily being hired on their technical or hard skills. They're being hired because they're heart-centered leaders. And that to me is like such a big shift. And they're being hired to add to or help change or modify or shift a culture that's positive. And it's super powerful. I got my red solo cup of water today. So I I see a shift in the world with looking at who organizations are are hiring, why they're hiring, uh, the release of prerequisites that are wanted on a traditional job application. There are so many talented people around the globe who didn't have an opportunity to seek post-secondary education. And I've always wished that there was a window of opportunity for this population. And it's here and I'm so excited. Um, January, can we just talk about where did that month go? I feel like New Year's comes with excitement and everyone has their words and resolutions and, and you know, all the power to them. For me, I decided to drop all of that this year and just lean into the transformational behavior that I'm trying to get to. Get to, change, adapt, get better at. And January was so structured and disciplined for me. And I did so well to like the last week of January. And then I got sick. I, not with COVID, I just thought I'd throw that in there because I've been asked so many times. Um, had a super bad infection, landed up in Emerge. And let me tell you, being sick is so humbling when you're an entrepreneur because life just stops and there's nothing you can do about it. And I had the most fabulous doctor who I sent an amazing email to. He was kind, he was compassionate, and the ER is never not busy. And he included me in the treatment plan. This is what I'm thinking. This is what we're going to do. What do you think? Are you comfortable? Do you want to move ahead? And I was literally in and out in a record amount of time, like four hours, which I thought was pretty good. Um, But humbling. You know, when you're lying in bed and you're not feeling good, you can either look at it as an opportunity to get better instead of a barrier of all the extrinsic things sitting on your calendar and the letdown of the emails or text messages you have to send to clients to say, I'm sick, we need to rebook. And I wrestled with that for the last week of January. It was tough. And... I got thinking about the bigger picture and when I used to be at hospice and sitting with people at the end of life and I thought, okay, when these breaks show up in our life, I don't consider being sick a break, but sometimes when we're not listening to the signs and I, we've all been there, you just got to immerse yourself into it, get better, heal yourself, rest. And that's what I did. And coming back is transitional for your energy. It's tough. And you just take it one one hour at a time is how I approached it coming back. And you know what? Rebooking people is not the end of the earth. It's communicating, I'm unwell. And you don't have to say you're sorry because you didn't intend to get sick. 
So I've done a lot of coaching and pondering and ruminating myself over the barriers of not feeling well, having to stop, having to reschedule. It's life and that's okay. So let's get back to January. Holy, where did that month go? With excitement, I started recording and narrating my book. And it's a very fun, rewarding, and hard process. I have learned so much from the engineer that I'm working with. And just the preparation in the morning, you know, the mornings that I was doing it, there's no talking, which my family thought was great. Herbal tea, lots of water, no caffeine, and then a 30-minute warm-up for my <clears throat> for my voice and being able to enunciate every phonetic blend that we use in the English language so that when I'm narrating, it's like you're sitting right in front of me and we're having a conversation. It's exhilarating, it's exciting. But boy, does it take a lot of energy. And I noticed how tired I've been after the sessions and gifted myself a lighter afternoon on those days just to refill my own cup. So that's coming out next month in March, which I'm really excited. Maybe before if we keep cruising along like we are, but just another exciting dimension off my book. I have been getting photos from readers all over the globe, they've been reading my books on their couch. They're all snuggled in with a blanket and they take a photo on the beach, in the library, in the park. It's just been so rewarding to receive these photos and their comments just hit me in the heart of how much my book is resonating with them. And that's why I wrote it. I wrote it so people would have an open mind regardless of what level of leadership that they were at. And I would put some new tools in their leadership toolkit. So <clears throat> keep the photos coming because I I love seeing them. I love reading your comments and it, it really means the world to me. I returned to Fanshawe in January teaching my leadership series, which is always exciting. I welcome students from all over the world, which is exciting. Uh, into my micro-credentials, and we talk all things leadership. We start with heart-centered leadership, which is the prerequisite. Then we move into inclusive leadership, then mindful leadership, then assertive leadership, and we end with transformational leadership. And it's so fun to meet them at the beginning and see them evolve as the series continues and the proudness that they have of achieving a passing grade for each micro-credential course, and then they get a badge at the end for the whole leadership series. Talk about a sense of validation at any level of leadership. It's huge. And again, I get the nicest emails and it just warms my heart. It's one of the things that I, I love doing every semester. And I think this is year three already. I just, I don't know where the years, I don't know where the time is going. We get to Friday and it's like, where did that week go? And we get to the end of the weekend and it's like the weekend is gone. Time is our richest commodity and we have to be wise on how we spend it. So I always love popping in here and we used to do up until the end of 2023, the end of the month. And I wanted to switch it up to the beginning of the month for a couple of reasons. I wanted to 
reminisce with you on the previous month. And, and maybe me reminiscing with you allows you to look back and see all of the wins and wonderful things that you did. But then it gives us an opportunity to, for the month ahead. And for February, the month of affection and love, all I want to say is I'm happy that we have February 14th, but heart-centered leadership is basically February every day, 365 days a year. It's how you really master the art of heart in your life and leadership when you can be that way every day. Even when I was sick, I was still heart-centered to myself, to my family, to my friends, to people checking in. It doesn't mean that we don't have to not be heart-centered. And my wish for the world is that we could all adapt to that open mindset and not get caught in all the extrinsic things that come with business and business acumen. And when you put people before profit, you're always going to have success. I can guarantee you that. The other exciting thing that I'm working on is I'm preparing to do a TED Talk, which I'm really excited about. I haven't picked a date when I want to do it, but I'm thinking it's going to be summer or fall of this year. And I just keep having big goals, big aspirations to share my heart-centered leadership and my book with as many people as I can because I know it's helping I know it's healing. I know it's changing mindsets. And for me, that's a big win. And that's why I wrote the book. So I hope your January was progressive and fun. I hope you have lots on the go for February, both in your life and in your leadership. And thanks for tuning in to this February solo episode. And I will see you back here in March. Thanks so much for joining me today on Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show today and have learned some new tools for your leadership toolkit from our amazing Heart-Centered guest. If you like the show, feel free to give us a rating and a review, and we always welcome your feedback anytime. If you're ready to master the art of heart, my new book, The Heart-Centered Leadership Playbook, is now available on Amazon, or you can click the link below in our description.